You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hello. I hope you don't mind the microphone. I did change microphones because uh, the one that I normally use apparently is sick of me and wants to break up. So, I... uh... My wife was the same way for a while. Uh, Anyway, so we're using a different microphone. I think you'll find it to be uh, crisp and clear and glorious. So welcome to the show. I'm going to get to uh, Ron DeSantis bowing out of the uh, presidential race here in a few. And uh, let me just say something real quick. I don't know why people expect uh, 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 people who are uh, strong Trump supporters or uh, strong America First supporters to gloat. When someone withdraws from the race, I do not. I never have. I didn't gloat when Donald Trump won in 2016. Uh, I realized what was going on. It was a movement. So we're going to get to all of that <clears throat> in a few, and I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll share that, that with you. This weekend, obviously, we saw a lot of NFL football. And uh, a few years ago, I learned to kind of separate myself from the uh, over-the-top emotional connection that I have with teams that result in heartbreak that I feel for weeks and even months after my team loses. And I realized that most NFL teams don't make it to the Super Bowl, and uh, most NFL teams don't win the Super Bowl. In fact, your chances of uh, winning the Super Bowl, you know, are, are not very high generally because there are, what, 33 teams, 35, I don't even know right off the top of my head how many teams there are. But your chances are one out of that many. And then, of course, there are a lot of variables, uh, you know. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm sad for uh, people who are fans of Buffalo because they did a hell of a job yesterday against the Chiefs. It was a really, really good game. And I said earlier in the season that the Kansas City Chiefs, I didn't think they were going to be able to do it because they were not able to put together four successful quarters of football until the last couple of games. And they have. And so it was amazing. Baltimore looked uh, just unbelievable over the weekend. And, and I look forward to, I'm really looking forward to the, uh, the one game that I'm, I'm you know, most invested in is uh, uh, the Ravens and the Chiefs. Uh, when I was in D.C., I, I would go to see Ravens games and, uh, and I would uh, go see uh, the Orioles games. And that's what I enjoyed because I love Baltimore. Baltimore is more blue collar. Baltimore is more like uh, the Walmart, uh, where as uh, Washington D.C. is Saks Fifth Avenue, so I, I love me some Baltimore. I love uh, I love all of the glorious areas of Baltimore, uh, the food of Baltimore, and and I do love Baltimore uh, sports teams. I am from the Midwest. I was originally a Chiefs fan. Uh, obviously, moved uh, back to Kansas City about eight years ago. I don't plan on spending the rest of my life here, but uh, but you know, so so I'm torn. Uh, I would be happy if either team won. I would prefer that the Chiefs win. Obviously, but I got to tell you, I just enjoyed the football this weekend. I really, really did, except for you know, obviously the one-sided game with uh, with Baltimore. But uh, but I, I enjoyed football, and 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 I think uh, I think that some really good things uh, come out of great competition. And I think this season's playoffs, while heartbreaking, are uh, you know weeding out the best the best teams. I think you know uh, some of you may disagree, but anyway, um, I do want to point out this, and I thought it was great. The coach of the uh, of the Ravens John Harbaugh unabashedly Christian his brother who is the coach of uh, Michigan who took the national championship went to the March for Life and spoke up and and so I want to give these two coaches uh, props for standing up against woke nonsense and BS and uh, in his press conference following the victory by the Ravens John Harbaugh quoted the Bible 
here. I just want to start off with this. Um, this is something that was sent to me before the game. It just is meaningful to me, so I'm going to share it with you uh, because I think it's uh, uh, the right thing to do. And it's, it's a verse. Um, Greatness, power, glory, victory, and honor belong to you because everything in heaven and on earth belongs to you. The kingdom belongs to you, Lord. You are the head and the ruler over everything. So there's an amazing spirit on this team, and I uh, just want to kind of give honor and glory where it's due. There you go. Uh, now, this is not saying God is on my team's side. It is just giving God the glory for uh, everything. So there you go. I thought it was kind of refreshing. Rather than, you know, uh, putting a guy who nobody cares about as the, uh, as the halftime entertainment for this year's Super Bowl or playing the Black National Anthem uh, during the, the, the beginning of the Super Bowl. I won't be tuning into that because I listen to the National Anthem, which is the anthem for all of us. Black, white, green, purple, whatever the hell you are. So there you go. Uh, obviously, over the weekend, uh, Ron DeSantis decided to uh, pull out of the race. This is Donald Trump uh, yesterday. Uh, talking about that withdrawal. Take time to congratulate Ron DeSantis and, of course, a really terrific person who had gotten to know his wife, Casey, for having run a great campaign for president. He did. He ran a, a really good campaign, I will tell you. It's not easy. They think it's easy doing this stuff, right? It's not easy. But as you know, he left the campaign trail today at 3 p.m. and in so doing, he was very gracious, and he endorsed me, so I appreciate it. That's big. That's really big. Yeah, so uh, he also retired the name Ron DeSanctimonious. He said that yesterday. Here is uh, Donald Trump saying he will no longer be using that nickname for uh, Ron DeSantis. Okay. You just said, will I be using the name Ron DeSanctimonious? I said, that name is officially retired. <laughs> All right, so now yesterday I was thinking about this uh, quite a bit, and then it became very crystal clear that uh, Donald Trump obviously is very in, involved in uh, fighting uh, in UFC. He's always had a fascination with uh, boxing and whatnot, contact sports like this. He also runs a campaign like that. He runs a campaign like that. What happens at the weigh-in? They talk smack. They bring each other down. What happens before the match? They use nicknames for the other person. It's psychological warfare. It's not personal. DeSanctimonious was not personal. And it's amorphous. It can mean anything. Ron DeSanctimonious. Is Ron really DeSanctimonious? You know, I guess maybe, possibly. But it's a moniker that sticks with him. It is a powerful weapon. It's what the left uses against us. Denier. Denier, conspiracy theorist. I just got called a conspiracy theorist by a, by a Republican in New Hampshire today. Conspiracy theorist. That's what they try to do, but we're turning the tables on them because we win in the common sense arena. So now, the, uh, the, the smack talking, the, uh, the weigh-in and all that, and the fight, the fight is over, and there's a decided victor. And what happens after the fight? Generally, you go up to your opponent and you respectfully shake their hand and even give them a hug. And that's what happened. This is about the future of the country. Trump voters were never going to leave Donald Trump. That's just the way it is. Do you know why? Because they now know that 2020 was rigged by the government. 
All right? We know that the FBI, the DOJ, the IRS were all involved in 2020. And that's the reason why 68% of Iowa voters said that the election of 2020 was not fair. Are they all conspiracy theorists? Well, no, because we now know that the federal government chose a side and continues to choose a side. So if you say that Donald Trump can't win a national election because he lost in 2020 and he lost in 2022, you're just spewing Democrat talking points. That's all you're doing. You are also ignoring the fact that Donald Trump tripled the record margin of victory in the Iowa caucus that Bob Dole held for 35 years. And you are disregarding that for a a Republican who harkens back to George Bush days. And that's who Nikki Haley is. And that's the the old guard, blue blood uh, uh, Republican Party in its last dying throes. They know that she is their last hope. And it's not going to work. Anytime, if you just look at the list of endorsements that she has, people like Chris Christie, people like... Uh, you know, uh, Bill Crystal, people like, you know, Essie Cup. I, I don't know. But if you look at the people who are endorsing Nikki Haley, they're the same old people who have run the Republican Party and done absolutely nothing for 50 years. Except for one thing, get us into wars. Yeah, get us into wars pretty well. So, you know, when, when, you, when you say to me that there's no chance that Donald Trump can win in a general, and you say that he didn't win in 2020, he has a record of loss. No, he doesn't. If there were free and fair elections, and I'll get more into this later, uh, if there were truly free and fair elections, then he would not have lost. That's just the way it is. I've got statistics. I've got everything. But we know the federal government was involved. So that said, vote for Chris, uh, you know, whoever you're going to vote for. I don't care if you vote for, for Nikki Haley. If that's the candidate you want, that's cool. That's never been my candidate. Ron DeSantis, I like. I think he's doing a great job as a governor. But I said at the very beginning of this primary process, this is like no other year. If you think it's just another year and you could talk on the, on the stump about the same issues, we're going to fix Social Security, but when I get into office, I won't. We're going to have a strong defense, but when I get into office, you know, that's the old guard GOP. That's the old guard Democrat Party. That's the deep state. The people are singing. The people are screaming right now. They're angry about the southern border. Nikki Haley is wishy-washy on the southern border. They're angry about the economy. Nikki Haley doesn't have a real plan for the economy. And Donald Trump, by the way, had four years of success uh, if it weren't for the, the COVID virus, which we now know was overplayed by the federal government. Yeah, we know all of that stuff. So there you go. So Ron DeSantis and, and Donald Trump have had their fight. They've had their, their, their smack talking. And now they're on board to fix the country. So Vivek Ramaswamy. So I say good fight. Good fight, uh, 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 Mr. DeSantis. It was a, it was a good fight and, and well played. And now let's get together and save the country. How about that? Yeah. How about that? Let's hear some Ron DeSantis, because I think Ron DeSantis delivered a great speech yesterday. And I, again, I think he's a great uh, governor. Uh, maybe not this time around for Prezi. That's just the way it is. This is America's time for choosing. We can choose to allow a border invasion, or we can choose to stop it. We can choose reckless borrowing and spending, 
or we can choose to limit government and lower inflation. There you go. We can choose political indoctrination or we can choose classical education. These choices are symptoms of the underlying struggle to ensure that constitutional government can endure and that Western civilization can survive. Now, see, all of those things Donald Trump agrees with, all of those things Vivek Ramaswamy believes in. Do all of those things? Is, is, Nikki, uh, is Nikki Haley on the same page? Uh-huh. I, I can't tell you that. Certainly not on the southern border. Here's a little more from Ron DeSantis. Citizens do not serve politicians. It is the duty of politicians to serve you. Talk is cheap. Actions speak louder than words. Reversing the decline of this nation yes. requires leadership yes. that delivers big results for yes. the people we are elected to serve. Does the uh, GOP, have they been delivering those results the last three years? Have they been delivering those results for 50 years? Did they deliver them when Donald Trump was the president? Yeah. I have a record of leading with conviction, championing an agenda marked by bold colors, delivering on my promises. Yeah, we have to do the bold colors thing. That's kind of a cliche. And defeating the people who are responsible for our nation's decline. Yeah, there you go. We all agree on this. Don't know where Nikki Haley stands on it, though. Uh, here is more uh, Ron DeSantis, and uh, it basically saying, yeah, the, the campaign's over. Accordingly, I am today suspending my campaign. I'm proud to have delivered on 100% of my promises, and I will not stop now. It's clear to me that a majority of Republican primary voters want to give Donald Trump another chance. They watch his presidency get stymied by relentless resistance, and they see Democrats using lawfare this day to attack him. No, really? Huh. Well, I've had disagreements with Donald Trump, such as on the coronavirus pandemic and his elevation of Anthony Fauci. Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. Absolutely. And here he is with his thoughts on Nikki Haley's candidacy, which will effectively end uh, tomorrow. Yes, my endorsement, because we can't go back to the old Republican guard of yesteryear, a repackaged form of warmed over corporatism that Nikki Haley represents. The days of putting Americans last, of kowtowing to large corporations, of caving to woke ideology are over. This is a new American revolution. And now two very powerful generals have been added to the fight. Ron DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy. We're going to take the country back. We're going to feel good about being Americans again. We're going to stand for the national anthem and we're going to weep with joy. And we are going to drive out this woke nonsense for good. How's that sound? I think it sounds good. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Every day is a good day for ACDC. This is the Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Jim Gossett just sent me something. I'm eager to open it like a Christmas Day package. He tells me this is about Nikki Haley. Tomorrow is the New Hampshire primary. Yes, it's over. Call it a day. That's beautiful. Nikki Haley, get out of Trump's way. Sounds like a slow jam. DeSantis, he dropped out. Yeah. It's gonna be a rout if you stay in. New Hampshire. It would be a sin. The Granite State. Too much, too little, too late for Nikki to remain. Granite is rock hard. Too much, too little, too late 
prove you have a brain. That kind of went the wrong direction. This nomination is Trump's and Nikki, you must know. It's over. <laughs> so I don't know about you, but I just got some goosebumps on that now. That was that was uh, that was pretty amazing there. Uh, yeah. So uh, Ron DeSantis dropped out of the uh, out of the race yesterday. It was it was a surprise. I mean, I was I was shocked as well. And it is fortuitous for uh, for the Trump campaign. He also obviously endorsed Donald Trump. I think that's a really big deal. And like I said, you know, uh, Trump is an MMA fighter. Trump is a UFC fighter. Trump is a boxer. He talks smack. He fights. Maybe you maybe you consider it, uh, you know, uh, uh, fighting dirty. But the Democrat Party fights dirty. I always say, you know, do you want to bring Marcus of Queensberry's rules, which is those old-timey fighters, you know, that had their elbows down and their fists up. Come on, come on, I'll punch you right here. <laughs> you know, and, and Marcus of Queensberry versus UFC is like uh, the way... Uh, the British used to fight battles against the American troops uh, during the Revolutionary War. They'd line up and, and consequently get shot. And, and the Americans, they said, oh, no, no, let's go in the trees. Let's, let's fight them in a non-traditional way. And we won. Beat the largest army in the history of the world at the time and established the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind. That's just how it is. But after the fight, you shake hands, you give each other a hug, and you acknowledge the fight. And that's what he's done with Ron DeSantis. Um, here is uh, Nikki Haley reacting to Ron DeSantis dropping out of the race yesterday. He ran a great race. He's been a good governor, and we wish him well. Having said that, it's now one fella and one lady left. One fella and one lady left. So there were 14 people in this race. There were a lot of fellas. All the fellas are out. Uh-huh. Except okay. for this one. And this comes down to what do you want? Do you yeah, want more want of the you. same or do you want something new? Well, you're you're not anything new. And if you think that she's something new, uh okay, keep on believing that. But I know for a fact that she's in the same wing of the Republican Party as Paul Ryan and Liz Cheney and Mitch McConnell, and, and I can go on and on. That, that's fairly obvious. But if that's what you want, and that's apparently what a lot of DeSantis, or not DeSantis, but Nikki Haley voters want, then that's fine. Vote for it. I don't care. It's, it's your business. I'm not telling you how to vote. I'm just saying why I don't believe that is going to work. Because the American people have had enough of that nonsense over the years. We're tired of it. And then she decides to go on TV and, and say that uh, she was a victim of racism when she's growing up. Yeah, so just there she talked about how, I guess, having girl parts is a big deal. But now here she is talking about how she was bullied as a child because of her brown skin, insulting all of the people from where she's from. We were the only Indian family in our small southern town. I was teased every day for being brown. Yeah, I was teased every day for being big and fat. So anyone that wants to question it can go back and look at what I've said. Yeah, I got beat up. I mean, if, if one kid couldn't beat me up, five of them could. Every day from my kindergarten, my fresh, no, my, my first grade year through my sophomore year in high school. Yeah, that's the way it happened. So, you know, as far as this uh, uh, being made fun of because you're brown in a southern town, all you're doing is doing what Bubba, uh, Bubba Wallace did to his fans. All you're doing uh, is what Jesse Smollett has did to the people of Chicago. 
you're saying something that isn't there and you're insulting the people who supported you originally. That's not a winning ticket. I'm sorry. Let's take a break and come back, my friends. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Oh. Well, here we are the day before New Hampshire. And uh, Donald Trump set a record in Iowa, uh, won all of the counties. And the Democrat Party and people who uh, who support, uh, you know, uh, establishment Republicans are all saying the same thing. Well, they're just a bunch of white Christians who went out and you know, the turnout was real slow and real small. Well, you, you know, uh, that doesn't matter. All that matters is the win, the W, right? Uh, go ahead and tell that to, uh, you know, any uh, any Bills fans this morning. And I'm not meaning to hit Bills fans because it sucks. And I and literally felt what they felt in the crowd because I love the underdog. I really do. Although, I, you know, I love the Chiefs more this year. But, you know, you, say that, you can say that all the time. But what happened in Iowa was historic and mind-blowing. And you better get used to it. And, and, and like I said, you know, you vote who you want. If you're going to vote Nikki Haley tomorrow, that's cool. But what I would do, if you care about the country, if you care about the country as founded, if you don't like the direction of the country, if you didn't like the direction of the country when George Bush was the president, then I would suggest you vote for Donald Trump. But that's your business, right? Because you've got to understand the movement behind Donald Trump. It's not about a guy who has a fake spray on tan and a comb over. It's never been about that. Donald Trump doesn't have anything in common with me. I'm a farm boy from Iowa. I grew up poor. I've lived all over the country and done radio, all over the country. Lived in Washington, D.C. for a dozen years. Had nothing in common with a playboy from New York City. He was my last candidate in 2016. Then I realized, aha, he is the ultimate middle finger to the cabal in D.C. And now we know, after that cabal has been weaponized for seven years, how deep and dirty and filthy Washington, D.C. is. You know it, and I know it now. I'm grateful for that. Do you want to give it a pass, or do you want to pave over the swamp and start over again? That's what most people want. That's what I believe. Morning Joe doesn't, though. They were in mourning this morning about Ron DeSantis pulling out. I do want to just bring up uh, about that endorsement. Um, it came after a year of savage attacks from Donald Trump and Donald Trump surrogates, not just of Ron UFC fighter DeSantis, but savage attacks about Ron DeSantis's wife. And I really, really got, I just got to say again, I don't understand it. Of uh, course you don't, because you and your uh, and your Sega other there are the play-by-play announcers for the Hunger Games. And the people you surround yourself with are the people who sit in the stands. Um, you know, I'll say it, those words everybody loves to hear me say. When I was in Congress, drink, <laughs> um, I, had, I had a close... When you were lying about being a conservative. ...friend of the media uh, who passed away. Probably talking about Tony Snow. And there was someone in leadership that decided to use that to their advantage. I ground into him every chance I had for 20 years. He no, finally it wasn't took him me aside and begged me to stop. Begged me to stop. We had it out. Okay, see, it would mean something if you learned something from your time in Congress, but you have it. You went on to a job on MSNBC where you've completely betrayed all of your conservative principles for leftism. And that shows that you're a, a weak-minded individual who is intellectually and morally bankrupt.
So there you go. I'm going to just delete that cut from uh, Joe Scarborough because honestly, who cares? And that network, by the way, is doing a, a massive, massive, massive face plant. Massive face plant. More than six in ten voters believe former two-term president Barack Obama is influencing the current Biden administration. Well, no kidding, Sherlock. Fifty-three percent think that uh, President Joe Biden is a puppet in a third Obama administration, according to Rasmussen. They released that on Friday. That's why uh, the other day, when was it, uh, Peter Ducey said uh, the Obama administration, oops, and everybody laughed because everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. He bought a home in D.C., uh, it's it's right there down the street from the White House. Uh, everybody knows that uh, Barack Obama's pulling the strings. And by the way, Barack Obama's going back to the White House to consult him about his poor poll numbers. Okay, it's very clear. Barack Obama is very, very involved in it. Here is a, a new poll from New Hampshire Republicans. It's not about uh, who you're going to vote for tomorrow. The vast majority of Republicans in New Hampshire support the notion that former President Donald Trump deserves to have presidential immunity from prosecution relating to actions he had taken during his time in the White House. Do you think Donald Trump should have immunity from criminal prosecution for actions he took in the White House? Results show 69% of Republican voters answered yes. 29% of independents provided the same answer in uh, the state of New Hampshire. CPAC has endorsed Donald Trump, the chair of the Conservative Political Action Committee Conference, which I hope to go to someday as a keynote speaker. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, now is the time to unite and support the candidate who can best accomplish what is needed to put America back on track. CPAC enthusiastically endorses Donald Trump, Dave Trump for president of the United States. That is a match slap. The extreme leftist Marxists have infiltrated our college. We all know this. Universities, elementary schools, military. We all know this. In fact, all of our sacred institutions, of course. As conditions on the border, the economy, and culture dramatically worsen every day, one person has again clearly won the hearts and minds of conservatives for his tireless commitment to make America great again. And again, we are an army together in this. You, Democrats, I'm talking to you too. Joe Biden is going to be your candidate whether you like it or not. You have no choice. Do you like where you are now? 70-plus percent of you believe that Joe Biden uh, should be replaced as the candidate. Only 28% of Americans believe that Joe Biden has the medical mental capacity to be the president. This morning, I just got told by a, a publisher in the state of New Hampshire, nothing against this person. Her name is Alicia. She works with Seacoast Line uh, uh, Paper as a columnist, and she's convinced that Donald Trump can't win. I'm like, are you kidding me? Well, he didn't win in 2020. He didn't win in 2022. I've already explained why those two elections are nonsense. He 220 and 19 was the record in the midterms for uh, promoting candidates. All right? 2020, I'm not going to rehash it. So there you go. This is Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She says she doesn't want to be VP, by the way. But Sarah Huckabee Sanders is doing some amazing things in Arkansas. She's already brought Arkansas schools to top five status. And it's only taken a year to do that. Here she is. I think this election right now is very simple. It's a very clear contrast. You have two individuals who have a four-year record to run on. One has a record of success coming from a posture and a position of strength in Donald Trump and one who comes from a position of weakness. Every single thing that voters actually care about, every single thing that drive voters yeah. to show up and cast their ballot, yeah. Donald Trump is winning on, whether it's the economy, whether it's securing the border, whether it's national security, whether it's taking a hard line against China. Every single one of those major issues that really drive voters, 
Donald Trump is dominating Joe Biden on, and they both have clear records in which to run from. And I have no doubt that the matchup in the- And it's ridiculous to think otherwise. It's ridiculous to think otherwise. You look at the massive crowds that Donald Trump has. You look at the uh, the polls where he's in ahead by nine or ten in front of Joe Biden. Add another ten to that, by the way, because that's generally what happens with uh, with polling before elections. And the pollings are always there. Generally, the ones that are used by the mainstream media to to convince you you can't win, and that's what the left and rhinos are trying to tell you. Donald Trump went, can't win in the general against a corrupt man with dementia who only 28% of the population say has the mental capacity to be the president. You keep telling yourself that. You keep telling yourself that. As as football crowds scream, bleep Joe Biden, and have since the beginning of his presidency. And, then, and by the way, a government that censored all of your speech. You couldn't talk about the election. You couldn't talk about the midterms. You couldn't talk about COVID. You couldn't talk about the Russia, uh, the laptop. You couldn't talk about Russia collusion. The Russia collusion hoax was a joke. The laptop was real. I can go on and on. Keep telling me Donald Trump can't win. Please do. Because honestly, prove it. Prove it. Prove it. Prove it. Here's uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. I'll play a little bit of him because I like Vivek talking about, um, uh, you know, his concession. Here he is talking about leaving the race. But we've looked at it every which way. And I think it is true that we did not achieve the surprise that we wanted to deliver tonight. And I think that that's just a hard fact that we're going to have to accept as a campaign. And the question then is, what do we do that is right for our country and so Porv and i we we actually didn't make this contingency plan before everybody told us to we said no we're not doing that but we talked about it tonight we took a little bit of time in our apartment in des moines before coming here to make some hard choices here's the thing about uh, vivek ramaswamy i had the uh, the opportunity to meet him when i was in new hampshire at benny media great great media organization and i i am so blessed to be uh, on their stations but i met vivek ramaswamy and i thought he was incredibly incredibly impressive and i told myself you know and i said it on the air i think he will eventually be uh, certainly another uh, presidential candidate if not get into the white house he's he's very bright and awesome he just needs some time he, and not necessarily to mature, but for people to be able to trust him. He doesn't have a track record. And right now, one of the number one things you need to have when you go to Washington, D.C., is trust. Because our trust has been betrayed for 50-plus years by everybody going to Washington, D.C. But Donald Trump was a guy who went to Washington, D.C., and he did something that no one has done since Ronald Reagan was president. He went to Washington, D.C., and he did what he said he was going to do. And he changed the uh, acknowledged Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. And he put uh, judges on the bench who would get rid of Roe v. Wade. And he did it. Oh, my God. And he got us out of foreign wars. And he, and he brought us peace. And he brought peace to the Middle East. And he brought down the price of gas and groceries. Inflation was zero. I can go on and on. I can go on and on. He did what he, we asked him to do it. And we trust him. And that's it. That's just it. Here is uh, Piers Morgan. Uh, Piers Morgan, uh, he is uh, editor-in-chief of the UK Daily Mail. You know Piers Morgan. Here he's talking about Joe Biden being a dead man walking, which is not far from the truth. They all know. I mean, two-thirds of Democrats think he's too old. Two-thirds of his own party think he's too old to run again. But he's insisting on doing it. Obviously, nobody wants to give up the most powerful office in the world. I get that. But Joe Biden, to me, is a dead man walking. 
And if the Democrats don't wake up fast to the reality of their candidate, the incumbent. Oh, they're very awake of it. That's why they're going to try and cheat so much. That's why there are four political indictments against Donald Trump right now and a weaponized DOJ. A live president against a resurgent Donald Trump who has just had the biggest win at the Iowa caucus in Republican history, and who, by the way, in 2016, when he became president, didn't even win in Iowa. If that doesn't ring massive alarm bells, then I don't know what does. Yeah, but Donald Trump can't win. No, can't win. Vivek Ramaswamy, listen to this. This is great. This weekend he talked about the FBI. This is why I would love to see Vivek Ramaswamy in a uh, Trump cabinet, faux show, faux show, talking about what he would do to the FBI, and this is glorious. Yeah. You have to break the apparatus. You have to shut it down. It's the only option. Now, there's always two risks, right? Do, do you not cut enough fat, in which case, you know, you haven't, you haven't cut enough, or do you cut too much that you take the risk of cutting muscle? I would take that risk over the risk of not cutting enough. Because if you have an eight-headed hydra and you cut off one of the heads, mm. it grows right back. That's you have right. to gut it at its core. Yep. And absent that, no amount of reform is going to actually make that difference. There's 35,000 employees at the FBI, okay? 20,000 of them are the back office bureaucrats in the J. Edgar Hoover building mm. and the other back office functions throughout the federal government. That's where the rot comes from. So firing Christopher Ray and giving him a new building, that's not gonna get the job done. We have to shut it down. The 15,000 people who are the frontline cops, Don, I'd say let's move them to the U.S. Marshals. But for the J. Edgar Hoover building at the FBI, the institution itself, what I call the failed Bureau of Investigation, the 20,000 back office bureaucrats at the FBI, we have to be willing to do the hard thing and actually shut it down. There you go. And this is where uh, Vivek Ramaswamy can prove to us maybe in 2028, that he's ready to be the president of the United States. He's got to have a track record of of being America first, of uh, taking apart the deep state in Washington, D.C. Do you see? You see? This is a movement. I've said it was a movement since the very beginning. And, and now, again, two very powerful uh, generals and their armies have joined the fight for America. It's not for Donald Trump. It's for America as founded against the, the open border, against fentanyl killing 100 plus thousand of our young people every year. Uh, China, uh, you know, uh, the, the spy balloon, uh, all of the money that we're giving to China for green energy, the debacle. I can go on and on and on. This is about saving our country. You know it as well as I do. And now, like I said, we've got two new generals in the fight. Three powerful generals now all together and an overwhelming majority of Americans who want to take the country back. And we can do it together. How's that sound? I think it sounds pretty cool. Let's take a break and come back. We've got KJP Corinne Jean-Pierre talking about the economy and how glorious it is. <laughs> I know. I know. Of course, your phone calls at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. I don't know where you are, but uh, we've got freezing rain in Kansas City. I don't know what the deal is, but... Certainly, uh, this has been <laughs> a winner for the ages, just particularly the last three weeks or so. It's been a very powerful winter. It has snowed people in. It is it is uh, frozen people, and it's killed the EV industry. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? The EV industry in America was killed by the winter of 2024. Yeah, yeah, I know. F-150, the Ford F-150 Lightning, they are cutting production of the Ford F-150 Lightning. Who said that the F-150 Lightning is completely worthless for any person who uses a pickup truck as a pickup truck supposed to be used? 
oh yeah, this guy right here. Yeah, I said it because they're crap. And and if you put a payload on them, they they become worthless. If you if you have them in cold weather, they become worthless. If you try to put a toy hauler behind it or a trailer behind it, uh, they become completely worthless. No person in their right mind who drives a pickup truck for what is intended to do, which is work and pick up stuff, uh, would get a uh, an electric uh, Ford F-150. This is the way it is. Uh, Asa Hutchinson is giving his vote to Nikki Haley. I mean, the one voter who voted for him. We just got that in. Uh, yeah, uh, Arkansas Republican Asa Hutchinson, who, oddly enough, was still in the race, I guess, until like a week or so ago, uh, has decided to throw his, uh, his vote behind um, Nikki Haley. Anyone who believes Donald Trump will reunite this country, I don't even remember what he sounds like because he had no votes or anything, uh, will unite this country has been asleep for eight years. Trump intentionally tries to divide America. No, he doesn't. Trump defends himself against an onslaught of 95% negative media hype and a uh, weaponized Justice Department and uh, IRS and a host of other agencies to go after Donald Trump. And when he fights back, he suddenly divides America. Isn't that just amazing how that, uh, how that happens? Um, here is uh, uh, Tim Scott. Tim Scott. Tim Scott is a, uh, a Republican uh, on CNN talking about uh, Donald Trump and his endorsement of Donald Trump. We absolutely, positively, unequivocally need an America that's not filled with victims. I'm actually talking about how Joe Biden has destroyed... By the way, Nikki Haley was made fun of in, in her home uh, state of South Carolina because she was a brown person. ...our economy and made victims out of people waiting for the government to show up. I'm talking about having a president who's weaponizing the DOJ against political adversaries. Yeah. We need Lady Justice wearing a blindfold. I want America... Every single American in every corridor of this nation to have confidence in their DOJ, not a Biden-led DOJ. I want every child growing up in poverty like I did to have access to quality education. And so what I think... Yeah, how have the Democrats done on that education for uh, uh, black kids in inner cities? ...about bringing this country together, not under grievance, but over greatness, not being victims, but being victorious. 100%. Yeah. America is still great. We just had a bunch of morons from the class of 1968 for the last 40 years telling us it's terrible and awful. And now we finally reached a breaking point where we're sick and tired of their crap and their temper tantrums and their riots and their damage and their destructive uh, policies that wreck the economy. Uh, and, and I can go on and on and on. Socialism has failed worldwide. There is a massive, massive turn toward conservatism and people first. It's happening in places like Argentina. It's, it, it, it almost happened in Brazil. But their elections were rigged. You can't say that. It's disinformation. Yeah, I can't because I don't live in Brazil. <laughs> and then you know what it's going to be positive ultimately it's going to be very positive we're going to take the country back we're going to cry when jets fly over and we hear the anthem it's going to be awesome honestly let's take a break and come back we're going to move on we've got much 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 on the plate this is the rob carson show hey it's tony marino host of the wildly popular newsmax daily podcast available for free along with jerry callahan rob carson and other great podcasts at newsmax.com slash listen or wherever you get podcasts all right second hour of the show could an ominous warning from a middle eastern illegal at the border portend bad things to come e Jean carroll's case against trump collapses and fonnie willis says she'd never have a relationship with someone under her <clears throat> 
Yeah, that's all coming up. Don't go anywhere. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.